This episode of Lucas Tigers and Browns is brought to you by PWCC. Head over to pwccmarketplace.com and register. It only takes a few minutes and it's 100% free. There you'll find weekly auctions with thousands of items, all starting at $10, closing every Sunday at 7 p.m. Pacific time. You have to be registered to bid. They have the most transparent buyer's premium feature in the industry and extended bidding like no other auction house. Give it a try. You might find something you love. Cage Lawyer. Yo, yo, yo. It is the fractional report before the opening bell brought to you by Collectible. But it's going to be really before the opening bell because here we are Sunday night of Labor Day weekend. And tomorrow is, you know, a holiday. So we're going to get this out there and it'll probably only be a four-day trading week because of the holiday. So it'll be really before the opening bell for you guys. And, you know, we came on here. We got the data and Andrew said, hey, you know, why don't we, uh, why don't we mix it up? I didn't get to hear what his idea is. But we're just going to, on the fly, just figure out whether or not there's an interesting way of kind of doing this stuff, which is I like because I got to tell you, I got a lot of messages today. Really? A lot of messages today. Uh, and even though yesterday's episode is, you know, a portion of it, a segment of it is PWCC, ep- uh, you know, a weekly episode. Okay. People love that we're just idiots bullshitting again. Right. People, people missed it. I got a lot of messages like, hey, you could tell you're back. You're back in – well, I mean, it's not so hard. If you look at it on YouTube, i got a brick wall behind me. So, you know, it's, it doesn't make you a genius to guess that I'm back home. But, yeah, we're back. People just missed us being us, which, you know, I guess comes with big balls and flying Chick-fil-A sandwiches and whatever else that entails. Um, but let's start it off a little different. Instead of just jumping into the, okay. the data because we'll get the data, you went to a card show today. Tell me about the vibe of the show. Tell me what you know, what you saw at the show. You know, did you leave feeling good about the hobby, bad about the hobby, indifferent about the hobby? Because I always leave shows feeling a certain way about the future of uh, of these collectibles. How'd you? It's how a did lot it of pressure, by the way. My parents watch this show now. Ooh. I called them on the way home from the show. I was like, they were at a wedding this weekend, and I was like, you know, like what's going on? How's the wedding? And they're like, Andrew, what do you think we were watching? We were just watching you and the Kayla Collects episode. Yes. Uh, so, so know that you watch. That's a lot of pressure. But I got some I some comments. People said I they couldn't believe that I made a Zach Wilson joke. I was like, I mean, this is just me. Whether it's Kayla or Sam or Shyway Vlogs or whatever. It I, is. Could, <laughs> I could not believe that he made that joke either. <laughs> um, I think you guys should go back and watch my face because I I. I didn't know what to say next, but I mean that's it lightens the mood. What it's a I, it's a it's a it's a hobby joke. It's a card joke. I mean, whatever it is, what it is. What it's do I think? Of, hermanos. Go. Let, let's go. What do you I think mean, of the show, Gage? The hobby. What I think is cool about the hobby is like is the community aspect, right? Like I think you kind of know everybody at this point, right? When mm-hmm. uh, when times are good, you have all these new participants coming and chasing money. Mm-hmm. A lot of them leave. You remember you we had like a whole stretch yeah. where oh, yeah. in 2021 you were worried that like if we don't do things the right way, a lot of people will leave. Mm-hmm. Well, and they did. And they did. But it, it does also kind of – it shows you who's there for the right reasons and it allows you to kind of build these long-lasting relationships. So at the end of the day, I feel that we have a strong community. Right? Like you know uh, how they say every every card needs to find a collector at the end of the day? After all the flippers and investors, there has to be a collector or this card is not valuable, right? Yep. 
I also kind of feel that about the hobby. Like at the end of the day, when all the people who are chasing money leave, the strength of the community is what stays. It's like, do you really like hanging out with these people? Do you like shooting the shit with kids? You know, do you like the banter and talking sports? I, I think the hobby is growing. I, I really do. I, I I think people want to be there. I think there's a lot of father-son duos, a lot of mother-son, you know, father-daughter duos, actually. I saw a few more of those at, at the show where like a father set up with, you know, sports cards. Girl has like the, the pop culture and then the son is Pokemon. Like literally that was there. So That's I, good. I, I feel good, man. And I like um, when I challenge myself and get out of the house and, uh, you know, go meet people. It, it, it's 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 so fun. So I want to do more of it. I really do. I mean, I got to tell you, if anybody wants to send me a couple million dollars, I could retire. I'll go to every show. I'll be at Dallas. I'll be at Burbank. I'll be at don't Chantilly. Ca- don't write checks. That you're totally lace cash. and a pretty face. I will uh, listen. Somebody sends me a couple millions, they can write the checks for me. That's vaguely, how it works. Vaguely non specific. What is a couple? Couples, two. Two million. I'll take two. I mean, if somebody gave me two million now, yes, that would be enough. I would, I would, I would go to card shows. 100%. That's the ask. It's like, hey, here's two million dollars. Go to card shows. I mean, it's not going to happen. So we're in La La Land here. We got a little echoes in La La Land. I don't know if you could hear it. It's probably my headphones because I do. I mess that up. I mess it up, man. I do. I'm the worst. Now I don't. I still have echoes. I still have echoes. See, it's me. It's not you. I still have echoes. Now I don't have echoes. Oh man, Get, I don't want you on mute. I don't want you to be sad. Cut, get off mute. I'm not on mute. All right, so let's go through hey, the Hey, you did it. No, wait, wait, wait. Two okay. million. That's enough. But I don't know. Maybe three. Maybe seven. I'm not. Fair. It is what it is. Before you go through the data, you said you okay. wanted to do something differently. Our portfolio is exactly the same. We jumped in with $1,000 <laughs> two, two, two weeks ago. It's exactly the same. I can post a picture of it again. We have not, trained, we have not traded. And, and let me explain why, and this is the different way. Liquidity is a huge, huge, huge thing on this platform. I now have a, I consider, a significantly better understanding of the wild swings that you and I talk about on this show that really are not wild swings. They're the difference between the bid and the ask on these, on these items. You know, there are Mahomes uh, cards I that see. the bid and the ask has such a huge spread that if somebody buys one share at the ask as opposed to one share at the bid, the valuation of the card moves 20, 30% in the value. And in, in real dollar terms, that's like one share. In real dollar bucks. terms, it could be $10. One that's share for 10. Movement. Yeah. I mean, so, so, so it, it's, it's something that's very important to discuss. It's something I don't think gets discussed enough because we're trying to, you know, fit this, this asset class right now into, you know, something that's akin to stocks, right? And, and we always told you guys, as we learn, as we become better at this stuff, we'll share that knowledge with you. I was looking this week for opportunities to trade some of the assets that we have. Like, oh, is, right. there, an, is there a bid? You know, is there, what if I put my ask in and put it in slightly lower? But there's no, there's no real trading going on. There were a couple of shares that traded hands of the items we have. Some of them didn't trade at all. I mean, you look at some of the, the items in our portfolio, you'll see basically a flat line for the whole week where they traded at you know, one or two or three shares. The liquidity for you know active trading is not there, and that's fine because if you remember when I purchased the items I purchased, there were some that you know were in a lead up to vintage to the mantle. I have these other vintage, and maybe those will move. But there, 
they were all items that I said I would not mind holding for a long term, a longer right. term, and that I realize that the liquidity is not there and that I'm not looking for a way to quickly get my money out. And what I've learned is um, that if you are looking to get money in and quickly get money out, that as it currently is constituted, this is not that platform. Right. It's, and it's a I'm, double risk, right? Like I'm, I'm not I'm saying just... collectible, you know, I'm not saying anything collectible doesn't know. Right. Well, they have to fix it. They have to work on it. They have to, but doesn't that feel a little bit like a double risk? So you have the risk of the underlying thing that you buy, regardless of what it is. Mm -hmm. But then you have the and then risk a risk of, of being not being, yeah, not which is okay. Crunch. Which is okay. I've been thinking a lot about uh, equity in cards, mm -hmm. right? So like, what when I think about like someone's Zion case, right? Like you use that. It's not like they think about these cards individually. At the end of the day, kind of it's like a blend of it's a portfolio. Yep. And when you're into assets and they've gone up 10, 20, 40, 60, hundred percent, you know that you have equity in it, right? Like it's easier mm -hmm. to make deals. Yep. I, I think what worries me a little bit about fraction, I'm curious how they're going to fix it in the next two, three, four years is that liquidity, not, not being able to take your money out is a very scary feeling because not only do you lose money when you buy, you also lose money trying to get out quickly. Right. The money that's in, is money that you, 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 it's very difficult to actually get out. So, and it's one of the questions that, you know, that gets asked, you know, what are you investing for? And if it's like immediate liquidity, you know, this is, I don't think it is the platform yet for you. And, and it, it explains some of the data. I'll let you jump into it. I want to just take two. Number one, sure. it's a lot of the reason why Andrew and I talk about, Hey, look at what was down and it'll be up. Look at the things that are the most three down and there'll be some of the most three up. Well, that's because, the difference between being on the high up and the low down is one share, 10 shares, five shares being bought at the bid as opposed to the ask or somebody, somebody, you know, accepting someone's bid and it closing at that share with that spread between because of the lack of liquidity. And a perfect example this past week was one of the ones that we talked about last week was the Kobe Bryant 2016 game worn mm -hmm. black history sneakers, which were down almost 40% last week were up almost 40% this week. That's more of a lack of liquidity, not as much trading, but it being trading at the at more of an ask than the bid. Um, and it's not wow, this week something crazy happened with Kobe game worn sneakers because the number one decliner this week happens to be a pair of Kobe game worn sneakers down thirty two percent. The Kobe Bryant O three game worn signed Jordan twelve French blue sneakers. Now that just means that somebody either lowered their ask or somebody sold at at a bid that was lower. And the reason why we may see that one spring into the top gainers next week is because somebody may buy one or two shares at the ask instead, seeing that this is now quote unquote down. So it's an interesting thing. I'll let you go through the data in a second, but, but before we do that, one other thing that we talked about last week that I want to go back to and make sure everybody is you know fully apprised was one of the things that I wanted to see. And I remember I made a guess about what would happen going forward after that huge Mickey Mantle sale that ultimately sold for $12.6 million, I was afraid that the, the, the run-up that people were expecting to see on the PSA 7 and the PSA 8 was not going to happen. And I thought there might even be a little bit of a sell-off because people were jumping into it ahead of that sale so that they could just sell that week. And, it, and if everybody's buying it just to sell, then you can't sell. You know what I mean? If everybody's buying it, there's going to be a bunch of people looking to sell it. And look what happened this week. Instead of that 9.5 SGC at Heritage 12.6, 
you know, moving the seven and the eight up, that seven had already run a lot. The eight had already moved from, you know, high 1.1s to 1.3. The seven had already jumped significantly, you know, even before that sale and even before the SGC5 that sold for $300,000 or whatever it was. There was already run up. I know this because a couple of weeks ago when, when, when I put our portfolio together, that seven was when I was looking at buying, but it had already run weeks in advance. So it shouldn't surprise anyone that that seven was flat this week and the eight was actually down slightly. Basically, they're both flat. So it, it, it buy the hype, sell the news. Pretty much, right? I mean, you know, I, I, you know, I would say that the hype here might have been the time to sell as people were getting in ahead of this news because now you might see in the next week the people who were who got in looking to, to take advantage of increased demand and liquidity after that $12.6 million sale, they don't see it. They may look now to exit, especially on the seven, because the seven had more of a run up. So you might actually see those cards come down. And what's weird is a card that didn't have a run up, but is in the same category. And I think the same thing happened. People, people saw the mantle nine, five, 52 tops go, you know, up for auction. They said, Hey, let's buy the seven and the eight. And those ran. The next one that people didn't look at until this past week, there's a 51 Bowman rookie in SGC7, which was the top increase, up 49% this week. So, again, I don't know whether people are expecting, I think, it, I don't know, it's Heritage maybe? There are a lot of mantles coming out of the woodwork. I think Heritage announced yeah. you know, what's coming. I think there's like nine different mantles. Some of them are Burke Raw. Some of them are lower end and lower grade. But, you know, when we talked about this, the mantles come well, out this, of the woodwork. This- this is a pattern that I learned oh so well from Cage, and I appreciate it, man, because I remember you you played it out for us with the Jordan, but this happens in, in a lot of these cards that you see that are very similar, where they run, a supply shock hits the market, it drags or kind of stifles that momentum short term, finds a new kind of trading point, and then it shoots up again. But if you guys are watching on YouTube, you could kind of see my wheels are spinning as Cage is, is doing that analysis. I'm thinking, what's the news that's coming next? What is, how can we get ahead of it? Because with PWCC, you guys know I'm like, uh, I blank it. I buy, you know, 150 cards. But that you can't be like a, uh, you can't go crab fishing here. This oh. is, I feel like co- collectible and fractional is more of being a sniper. And guys, entering the NBA season, I think if you kind of, if we look forward, LeBron needs 49 games to pass Kareem. What's going to be the media storm? What's going to be the news? So 49 games, let's let's take that into consideration. Okay, well, that's going to be right around Super Bowl time. Okay, football season is going to be done from a card perspective. Baseball is not going to be starting up. That media storm is going to be all NBA. All NBA, no soccer, nothing else is really going to be conflicting with it, right? I think now is a very interesting time to take a look and get ahead of LeBron cards. Thoughts? I mean, we own a LeBron in our portfolio. You know, the the EX, the one that's uh, numbered out of 102, I think is what it is. We own that LeBron card. Um, just to make sure everybody's aware of that. I own several LeBron cards. I did not own LeBron cards before this year. Um, I started buying them for exactly the reason you're talking about. We've seen it time and time and time again. When the news cycle is there, the cards run. Just go back to what I consider a less relevant record right. that Steph Curry set last year. Curry's cards went on fire, but he also won a championship. Yep. They were already running when he set the three-pointer well, record. Well, right. that's a great thing. Now we have two news, right? So picture this. 
So one thing we're for sure, he's going to pass Kareem 49 games, 42, mm-hmm. 65, whatever. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, and I think when it's more imminent, that's when you're going to see the run-up. I think you guys are going to see some huge LeBron cards hit the market right in January. Right as that that is uh, imminent that he's going to beat Kareem's record. But now let's add something onto that. What if the Lakers are doing extremely well? That's right. What if they're a third seed? What if they're a two seed? We're out here counting them out, but they have a fantastic, talented team. Right. They just didn't mesh. So it's really and interesting. Street coach have, has to stay healthy. Right. But but it's possible. It's like 100%. What, what percentage would you say that the Lakers finish in a top four seed? Give me a percent to that. Better now that the Jazz are imploded. I mean, that's a right. team that was a perennial top four seed, right? Who knows what Kawhi does when he comes back? What do I think? 20%? Right now, I might even give him more than that. Okay. I'm going to give him more than that, definitely. But what so, you're talking about is an exit, a potential. So exit. think about that 95% chance that LeBron breaks Kareem's record this season, mm-hmm. 30% chance that they finish in the final four. If either of those things that's happened, it's already good. If both of those things happen, you have. Curry breaking the three-point record, yep. and you have the Warriors overperforming expectations. Uh, if I was somebody on the other end, I wouldn't think of this as I, the analogy I use of crab fishing. Let's go after all of these assets. I'd be a sniper, and I'd be yep. a sniper when it comes to LeBron because I do, th- I do think it's the best play out the market. I think you're smart, market. and you have to look no further than this past week or two with Serena Williams, swan song. You know, going after a record, but it's really less about the record. It's more about, you know, she was just in the news playing the U.S. Open, playing well, and all of a sudden her cards are on fire again. It's the same type of thing, news cycle, right? It's, I mean, and I think you're right. The LeBron play, there's almost, as long as he stays healthy, there's you almost know the guy a guarantee. What's the actor that's not Will Ferrell? John C. Riley. Well, he plays in Hollywood Showtime Lakers. Mm-hmm. And he talks – there's like a cool scene in the beginning. I think it was like episode eight or nine. It's uh, called The Swan Song. And he says right before Swan dies, it sings this most beautiful, beautiful tune. Did you know that? That's why it's called A Swan Song. Mm, I did not. This is not a swan song. No, you don't know no. that song? Little swan. No. swan but right song. before it's it's like its last song. It's this is last hurrah. It's beautiful. Swan song. It was in the Alita Battle Angel movie. Swan. Why song. is everything a movie for you? Not I think, a show. I think it's um. What's that? Dua Lipa. I think it's a Dua Lipa. She can't song. dance or sing, but she's like this phenomenon. I can't figure her out, guys. I've literally watched <laughs> hundreds of her videos. I, when I when something is like I can't figure out, I it's like it becomes <laughs> that's it. I just give up on it. And and you know what Instagram has done in my like suggested? They won't stop showing me her. And, and like I'm like she's well, so awkward when she it comes on you watch dance. it that's what happens she's, it's an algorithm she, she's lip syncing but they love her and I'm like what is happening I mean listen man it's a lot of fun uh, you mentioned the Trevor Lawrence 21 Leaf Pro Set rookie SGC 10 gold basket last week um, it's up I think that's an odd thing I, I really do because I mean it's up 40% it was one of our top three uh, gainers. I don't know that any SGC 10s golds have been graded since. And it's, it's, you know, little conspiracy theories, you know, abound. I mean, there were a lot of SGC 10 golds submitted by most likely one person because that's how collectible most likely got this. And then there haven't been any since. So it's, it's, you know, an interesting thing there. It's, it's an odd card. I love the pro set kind of throwback on it. 
I think that's more of the, the fact that this is the last Sunday without football and people are looking for Trevor Lawrence to maybe explode. Again, it's, it doesn't mean that it was a huge volume of trading on this. It means somebody bought into it, most likely at whatever full ask was. Um, you know what? I, I, here's the best comparison because I, I, I mean, we, we can definitely do a, like a, a 101 for folks. Maybe even bring right. in some of the other, you know, the other, you know, assets that Collectible has available. Maybe even bring in some people who, who might not be the biggest fans of 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 Collectible and Fractional. People, you know, who are who are on Twitter and follow these episodes. I think you know who you are as you listen to this. We'd love to have you on and kind of do like a nuts and bolts one hundred and one, trying to explain this stuff. But forbidden ask, you know, full ask. When I say somebody probably just clicked accept that full, ask. it's almost like for the folks who are, who are listening out there now who are hobbyists. If you see something on eBay that is buy it now or best offer, mm-hmm. think of it as like paying full ask on it, just hitting buy it now instead of making an offer, instead of putting a bid in on it and seeing if somebody sold at that bid price. You know what I mean? There's a spread. So we can do a little better than that. I'm just trying to make sure everybody understands that that could be the de- the explanation for those wild swings, this 30% increase. Is somebody buying, just clicking buy it now basically for full price? When previously it was being sold at almost like a best offer price, you know what I mean. So does that make sense to you, dude? I, I'm the more I'm doing this hobby thing, I'm just trying to find my niche and be laser focused with blinders of like what I do well and what I don't. Like, there's a lot of like hanky panky accounts there that we support, and a lot of like really detailed data researchers, like Pancake Analytics. There's a guy on Twitter like MNT or something like that. They do an amazing job. Yep, I am MNT, not that yeah. dude. I can't do that stuff. I wish I could. I respect people I do, but I couldn't. But I'm I'm more of a gut with like I try to find yeah. data and support. I love like, those guys, by the way, who do you know who do the analysis of this. I think the liquidity will come, the trading will come, and confidence in the platforms will come because there are people out there who are you know watching and reporting sure. on this stuff. So I mean, it's it's an important function, and I think we should get them involved in sort of an education type of thing as well. So anyway. If you are listening to this and you probably are, reach out to us. Maybe we'll figure out a way to shoot. With just the education space, I don't think we've – this has hit me recently. Cards aside, the education space in 10, 20 years is going to be so different. The Online education is huge, It's and it's just in its infancy because people are starting to realize college is is a sham. And they're looking for real money-making tangible skills. And if you could shift your – negativity to education i think it could be huge there's a lot He's, of people out there drexel he doesn't mean it he, he had a great education i could have taken six classes econ is the most important i mean econ. nobody told you to sign up for underwater basket weaving in your junior year i'll, I'll say here's the class i'd make you think. econ <laughs> econ yeah, public econ. speaking okay econ mm-hmm. public speaking something with data science just like intro to data science and understanding dance class those would be the oh dance salsa you, absolutely and then and uh and an improv that that would be like a well-rounded curriculum for me so my my younger brother called me up after two years of college he'll probably deny that we had this call but whatever it is what it is two years of college you have to declare a major your third year so you can basically mess around and major in beer your first two years but you got to come up with something by the third you got to put something like, on that sheet he says what should i do and i said you should major in economics with a minor in sociology because no matter what you end up wanting sure. to do, you're studying people and money yeah. and how they work together. Sociology, economics. So I don't know whether he listened to me or not, but that's what I told him. 
You know, this was, you know, big, big brother advice. Meanwhile, my major. I would add philosophy to my Politics, my philosophy, and the law was my major, by the way. That was my major in college. Politics, philosophy, politics? and the law. It was basically a, pol a political science with a philosophy, you know, uh, minor to it. It was, a pre it, was, it was what they called pre-law without calling it pre-law. If anyone who was in politics, philosophy, and law were basically pre-law students. But yeah, I did a lot of, you know, like a uh, philosophy course. I was actually a, a graduate, like uh, TA, a teacher assistant, like a, like a pretty high level, 400 level philosophy course. It's good. It's fun. I like philosophy. I, I think it's, I think it's cool. I, I really do. Like I, I enjoy that. Politics to me is like unathletic people who want to argue about stuff, but they don't like sports. <laughs> That's kind of what I think of politics. Well, like listen, they're still like the... sport, like they... Yeah, they're still competitive, but like they're not good enough to play sports. So we're going right. to argue about other. They shows, have rules. Like, There's rules of the game, right? The Roberts rules, and you know, I'm you not sure we agree to, and all that I, stuff. Everyone but. agrees to different rules in politics. It's sort of like baseball. Different stadiums. It's it's sort of like grading cards. Exist. Different rules for every grader. I've been getting a lot of messages about tag grading. I'm, I'm looking forward to trying them. Have you You're seen it. their scale? You're it. <laughs> You're so dumb. What do you Listen, think about that? Those it's, it's guys, be they have to at the national. They have to set up a game of tag with all of the hobby influencers and just have people just darting through say. the aisles. Honestly, like, do it af after the you national can't run? closes. Do you it can't after run? it closes. Like after it closes. Like right when it closes, instead of a trade night, so that there's no kids and moms and dads and like Zion cases, and they're just in the national, like running aisle to aisle. So Jesse like, Rhodes doesn't trample for yeah, four, yeah, four yeah, exactly. So there's gonna be a base, maybe the whatnot booth is base. They could they could sponsor the whatnot base tag by tag grading. Like if they're not going Respect. to do that, if they're not gonna come up with that and like run a game of tag, then what is with the name? What's tag. I mean, it's already a watch brand, right? It's already a watch. So you, you, you're stealing a watch? Are you a watch? Ah, no, tag. But that's, tag, that's tag humor. Yeah. Yeah. Were you in the game? Stop making that. Did you play Capture the Flag ever? No, but I, but I did play Steal the Bacon. Or like Man And Hunt. I stole I a lot of it. Yeah, of course I played Manhunt, man. We all thought we were ninjas. How sick I mean, of it, man. That was so, I miss those. Like, I, tag rating? I, like, I get a, I like get a, a little finder's fee on that. When you, when you do tag at the National. Let's go. Let's give Honestly, my money. Honestly, it'd be sick. It'd be amazing. That'd be the best content I, ever. I can't see how somebody doesn't get injured in that scenario. <laughs> Which like, would make even better content. There needs to be a med staff on file. Okay. I mean, what, what's tag? I mean, a T-A-G, what does it mean? Like, uh, like what? I mean, What does any of this mean? PSA, Public Service Announcement, SGC. Professional Sports Authenticators. Okay, SGC. Sports. Super grading authorities. Guarantee, right? Oh. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Sports card guarantee, right? So what's tag? What is it like? Traditional grading approach. Tradition. That would be taga, not tag. But, oh, right. But thank you, Drexel. Money well spent. That spelling class you took in, in sophomore year really paid off. <laughs> I, I like that. That has a better ring to it, actually. Yeah, to good um, grading. But sniper. So if I was sniping at, at something else, I would be sniping at Mahomes, man. I, I still think we don't well, that... totally understand Mahomes' greatness yet. Like, if, if you look at what he's done, he has more playoff wins, which mm -hmm. in the NFL wins better. 
Then like Brett Favre, Dan Marino, all these guys. Like he's in that category in the year five. Mm-hmm. Year five, okay. Yeah. So he's still he more than likely going to play for a very long time. He's playing under who I think is the second best coach, not even a question of all time. Probably the best. I love Andy Reid. I'm biased. So but amazing coach, amazing system, amazing fan base. Already has more wins or approaching the wins of Brett Favre, Dan Marino in the playoffs. All that. His worst season last year was better than uh, uh, Josh Allen's best season. Mm-hmm. And you have his immaculate shield that was down 27%. It's actually not down as much. Like, okay, just explain the bid and ask. But yep. it's a gorgeous card. It's a gorgeous card with a Nike swoosh logo. So you're kind of trading a little bit with uh, Nike's brand, which I think always helps. I'll pull this card up. It's a gorgeous card. Gorgeous. What do you think about authentic, by the way? Cards that are graded authentic. Any thoughts? Because that's that's what this one is. I would say basically anything that's going to grade less than a six, I don't have a problem with it being authentic. Um, and one of ones, I have no problem with being authentic, no matter what the grade is. Because that, you know, I, I don't think a one of one needs to be slabbed. The only reason you put it in a slab is so that you so that potential buyers know that it's an authentic card and that it's not something that's fake. So I'm fine with authentics on one of ones, definitely. Something also to keep in mind, and I don't know why this happens with Immaculate, but Immaculate cards come out the packs um, or come out the box more damaged than any other card. Like if you look at the Bla- um, iBlacks, the iBlack Mahomes, super damaged cards, Immaculate, oh, oh, very, very low grade. It's very difficult to get good grades on that card for whatever reason. Uh, I can't understand. So also something to kind of keep in mind. So Mahomes is one of the two... Uh, top decliners from the week that we haven't mentioned yep. yet. Do you want to you want to bring that one up because you're Mahomes? That's what you add there, right? Well, how much of that was down? Was that was 20, down 28 percent, twenty seven. Right. And the last one is Glaber, which by the way is totally earned, and I wouldn't be surprised if it goes down even more. He's had a bad year. Um, he has gotten cold as the Yankees got cold, and the Yankees have brought up a couple of middle infielders from their farm system recently who are playing well and who are big prospects. And you know, Glaber is you know is losing playing time to these guys. So, Can I tell you what's surprising to me? True. How has there not been a huge judge card IPO on, on collectible? I don't know. It's a good question. Judge is hot. People are definitely, you know, maybe they'll go out and they'll grab a judge rookie card in a thick acetate grading slab. Is that is it tag? It's thick acetate. I mean it's like tags. see-through, right? Tags. Tag, tag. you're in. No? Tags a grading slab. Tags. Tag. Thick acetate grading. That's what it stands for, obviously. Gotta be. It's like see-through. Can you stop trolling people? Let people live. <laughs> you brought them up. <laughs> well, in in a positive not... light. I like competition. I like new people joining the space. I like new companies okay, trying to You love them. Stuff. You brought them up. At least tell me what TAG stands for. It's irrelevant. It's not irrelevant. I want to know. What, what I and, think was cool and message is them they're... right now and get the game of tag going. <laughs> That's a great idea. <laughs> Yep. I mean, well, that's it. Last episode before basically football season starts, I, I do imagine like just I remember this statement from or this like saying from uh, from Wall Street. It's like selling may go away. Right. You've heard that maybe mm-hmm. before. Yep. Yep. It's just the summer months are always dry. Like there's mm-hmm. not as much going on. People on vacation. There's not putting their money in the stock market. Honestly, it's, it's a it, for a lot of people like me. When you have too much at risk, you can't sleep well. So. People pull money. I imagine September to December will be a little bit more uh, active on the platform. I have to guess that. Okay. I mean, works for me. 
the uh, the last one that's down we talked about. How about some IPOs? Anything else out there? We talked about the mantle, right? We talked about you know what uh, what what happened with that one. I will talk about um, last week. We also mentioned the Babe Ruth game used bat mm-hmm. that did a huge number, right? One point six million dollars. It didn't get another bid after we talked about it. Um, there's a Joe DiMaggio bat. It's not Ruth. It's very different. But Joe DiMaggio bat's at $65,000 as opposed to $1.6 million. That was up slightly this week. Um, a weird Guys, I don't of- know if you remember Cage mentioned this. A lot of these guys used to burn their bats. Like these were – memorabilia was not a thing back then. So the supply, they gave the pop, they gave, the pop on these is going to be very low. And it, I don't know if it's caught on 100%, but PSA does have a registry for this, which is huge, huge for uh things to be like an asset class you know couple couple of other fun ones right the we've mentioned this before the 48 leaf babe ruth which is well after his playing days okay well after his playing days um it's an sgc8 on collectible but it's a pwcca we talked about this as being one of the nicer ones remember there's a psa8 that sold and this this was down to forty two thousand dollars a week down 12 percent even though the same heritage auction that had the the mantle had a PSA 9, which obviously PSA 9, SGC 8, clearly a different card, but this is a nice SGC 8, you know, good for the grade, I appeal, you name it. That PSA 9 went for $540,000. So it went for like 13 times the price of what the P, uh, the SGC uh, 8 in PWCCA is at $42,000. That's a huge discrepancy. Um, obviously, there's not many 9s, and that's part of the reason why it's sold for what it's sold for, but it's just one to, to take a look at. Also, Gretzky, right? Um, there was a Gretzky OPG 9 in addition to the PSA 10 tops that sold for 1.2 or, or something like that. There was an SG, uh, excuse me, there was a, an OPG um, PSA 9 that sold for $132,000, um, which is, you know, I mean, that's a good sale. It's definitely higher than the 113.9 that the collectible one is valued at. That was down two and a half percent. It's lower than most of the recent comps. Just one to look at. I um, think that card, just like a, a hunch, is I think that card is never going to fall below a hundred. Yeah, but it's never going to go above two. Not not in the not in the next decade. I just there's not enough demand, in my opinion, to push it forward. Like there's always going to be those buyers for like the best one. But yeah. I think that next significantly level, lower pop on that than like the Jordan Fleer and that stuff. But you also see less demand. Yeah, the nine. Yeah, but but it's split, right? Because there's still OPG nines and tops nines. That's true. Very good point. Although well, tops does sell for a lot less. Um, also, one of the items that I uh, was looking at in that heritage auction, there was a game used Michael Jordan bat. It had amazing provenance. It was, you know, there are not many Birmingham Barons like like used bats that you know were used. This is given to like the equipment manager. It had real game use on. Like it was definitely clear. It was a nine five. Went for sixty thousand dollars. There's a game used Jordan bat on collectible. That's a game used seven, which means you know it doesn't have the same type of game use provenance, the same type of game use evidence on the bat, but it's significantly just, lower price. Just real that. quick, so like yeah. when they're grading the bats, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you, uh, do you have experience? I don't want to ask you questions. About, yeah, like, yeah, I've researched okay. this. How are you going to grade a bat? Like you want it more used, right? That's not what it means. It's about the evidence of actual use by the player. So you can actually have like a GU bat, a uh, game use okay. six, that they don't know whether or not it was actually used by that player. What the fuck? Yeah, yeah. That's 
So the six is like it's sixty percent chance that this was used by a player. Seventy, yeah, seventy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, you'd have to take a look That's at it like so like, like a ten. It's about the documentation, right? So the ten, it's fully documented, or there's some great player characteristics. Like for example, Babe Ruth used bats. He swung and hit with the bottom side of the bat, like the back side of the bats, where all the stuff is going to be. So not the not the trademark side of bat. So so they can tell when Babe when it's a real game use Babe Ruth bat from where the game use is on the bat. That's a player documentation. He would also notch some of his bats for home runs that he would do. Right, there were actually notches on the bat. So a, a Babe Ruth bat that has the notches on it is actually for some of the home runs that he would hit over certain years. So and that's that's that's, that's a player characteristic. But- no, but that that allows something to go higher up the game use rank because it is it is a documented extraordinary player characteristic like like a knob uh, the bat knob having the player's number on it in the specific type of number that it that it's that you know that that the way that it was numbered by either the clubhouse or the way that it would be you'd have to have that a nine is going to have similar to ten but you know it's got a match factory record it's got identifiable player characteristics it's going to have medium to heavy use. Hopefully, some provenance, some you know, some documentation, uh, you name it. The 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 eight is going to be, it's got a match factory records, so they can go back depending on how old it is to even before Louisville Slugger. That's the Hillerich and Brad that we talked about. The H and B bats. There are other types of bats out there. That was we talked about the one that we saw at National, the green one that I, I showed you. You know, you were like you can't. Be yeah, I was like can't be that. Yeah, that. yeah, exactly. Um, it's got to have some you know minimum use. They will allow in eights like team ordered and index bats as long as the model number and they'll match up the length and weight. They have order records for these guys. They know, you know, Ruth used different lengths, different weights at different times in his career when they were ordered. They can actually, you know, tell you when these things are ordered. A seven also, same factory records, player characteristics, some cracks. Ready for the six. It's got to match factory records. It's got to have some identifiable player characteristics and at least light use in it. There could be cracks, repairs. Team ordered and indexed bats may qualify provided the model number and matching length and weight specifications appear on the team record. Bats used by two players, identified by the appearance of two numbers on the knob or identifiable player characteristics, will fall under this grade. And yeah, because back then they did. You know, people, there's a Don Mattingly one that I know that is used by him that wasn't his bat. People use, you break a bat, you could use somebody else's bat. Like the Savoy Special, instead of the Naturals Wonder Boy when his Wonder Boy broke, um, it could be. It's a, it, in the event the bat can be identified as being used exclusively by a player other than the player whose name appears in the barrel by virtue of exceptional player. It may qualify for a higher grade, but never exceed game use eight. So you can have one they know it was used, but it's not his bat. Can't go higher than an eight. A five can match factory records, have some player characteristics, and may even exhibit no evidence of use. It's a game-ready bat that did not see action. Team order index bats may qualify, provided the model number is there. That's, so that's considered game-used five, even though they're saying right there in the description, it's most likely exhibiting no evidence of use. That's game the equivalent used, of the current patches we're buying, guys. Game-used four, factory records, no player characteristics, and either inconsistent use or no evidence of use. That's still considered game use like PSA DNA GU4. Anyway, so you it's all on their website. You could take a look at it. it. You know, it's a fun thing. I only bring it up because the DiMaggio is significantly lower, but obviously DiMaggio is lower in the GOAT list Mount Rushmore. Can I take this heady real quick? So you remember the game Sonic? Mm-hmm. Hedgehog? Of course. You know how like you have to like you like go up a level and then you go up a level. Mm-hmm. Yep. And like you're like, how do I beat this level? You struggle, you die, you go again. 
like you asked me what, what I think about the hobby. Mm-hmm. The hobby's not going anywhere, man. And it's uh, the hobby's one way. To, it's history. It's sports history is what we're doing, and then we invest yep. in it. And people love history. People love sports. Mm-hmm. So what I would urge people is realize that there's layers to this history and levels like in Sonic. There, there's levels, levels like in Sonic. Many subtle levels. And most people here have jobs. They have other lives. You could learn this stuff in parallel. Don't feel like, um, don't feel that you're behind ever. Mm-hmm. And if you're overwhelmed with new stuff, that's part of the process. Understand that you're learning something new. And when you conquer it, you move to that next level and you have to beat it again, right? Remember? What was your favorite level? You know the what my favorite one. level of Sonic 1 was? This is the game Sonic. Remember when he had to fight those tiny albino goblins? Tag. Tiny albino goblins. And that's another episode, Luca Nation. Thank you for spending some time with us on another episode of the Lucas Tigers and Bronze Oh My podcast. Um, do us a favor and like, subscribe. Ah, you know what? Don't just like and subscribe. Everybody does that. If you like us, tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell your enemies, tell everybody. And uh, we hope you got something from spending some time with us today, and we'll see you next time. Thank you.